Alright, uh, episode what, four? Episode four of the Bobbycast. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Bobby Bones, and uh, Kelly Bannon is here. And as Woo! always, uh, Kelly, you're not you're not. I'm not allowed yet. to no, do no, anything? Not yet. Shoot. Is she too loud? I feel a little loud. All right, you're good. Uh, Mike Destro is our producer. Mike, you good? I'm good. All right, it's our first time to have like a real guest. We've had people in here, but we haven't had anyone long form yet. Uh-oh. So oh, it's you. Okay. Uh, Kelly Bannon's here. Her name is spelled funny. If you do look it up. It's a K E L L E I G G H P P L. It's like that. Yeah. So here's here's some of Kelly's song, Landlocked, here. Maybe you've heard it on the show before. We might be landlocked. It might be damn hot. We can build a sandbox in the back of your pickup truck in the parking lot. When life don't give you ways, spikes and lemonade. So, Kelly walked up to my house, which has been flooded for a while, and so, I mean, it, I talk about how it's a war zone. It's bad. It's, right? Like, it's really like, bad. it's really bad. And I was telling you, like, my house is all torn up right now, and it, it's not, it's very dramatic here. Like, every, all the hallways, like, they're, there's nothing in a hallway. ripped out. It's, like, hot. really hot, not to be a diva. It was, like, not real to be, hot. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's not really diva. Hot. It's, like, it's like, really hot. I was hot. like, this is, because I've been here one other time, and it's kind of a swanky place. Yeah, well, it's know, it's, it's swanky for an older building. Yeah, I, I think that's like it's very, a cool lofty building. And I so it's hot in my bedroom, which I'm not able to move in yet because they have heaters and dehydrators and defibrillators. I don't know what they have in, the, in yeah. that room. So I have the heat coming up into the room, and then I have the heat coming from the side because all the hall oh. is torn out. So I wake up like I have the flu. I, feel, I wake up in sw- night sweats, and or it feels like I peed the bed, like one of the two <laughs> every time I wake up at night. So I'm sorry I had to walk through that. But to counter that, you do uh, look like crap. So, I do. Yeah, she really dressed up for the occasion. I, you know, I... Not, not, not your face. I'm just saying you uh, obviously just came from working face. out. Just the rest of you looks like crap. <laughs> that means you didn't feel any pressure. That, that, she's right you at know, home. Listen, I, I'm in pajamas. I'm in pajamas. Just, I'm in pajamas. Here's the thing. Like, okay. I'm, so this is what girls think about. Do you want to? Do you want to know what girls think about? Uh, I mean, It'll I, scare I, I pretty you. much know what girls think about. But okay, go ahead. why don't you tell else. me what I think about? No, go ahead. Uh, you probably do know. I was raised by all women all so, the time. Like literally, so this I didn't have anything today that I needed to like look like an artist for, which means I didn't shower, and I worked out this morning early with my trainer, and then I had just like a bunch of like meetings, but not anything where I needed to like look pretty, and so I was like, if I sh- I'm gonna literally only shower for Bobby. Oh, I wasn't worth the only shower. No, of the day. because no. Here's why, though, because that's like kind of like I feel weird if I like feel like I'm trying too hard. And I was like, if I, I think. I, hey, listen, I, I think like, you look great. I was and, like, just put on makeup, kidding. and it would have been like only Who for cares? you, which would have been like I would have felt awkward. It felt like a first date, except like, you're married. Kind of awkward, right? <laughs> nah. So I just rolled up in here. And yeah, uh, Kelly Bannon's here. Nasty. Mike, we'll start with Mike's three questions. Mike, uh, every time we've had a guest in, Mike leaves with three questions. Mike, uh, question number one for Kelly Bannon. Go ahead. Question number one: favorite Snapchat filter. Favorite? Oh, like there, he's bringing the hard stuff, Kelly. Okay, I like. Truthfully, I like the advertising ones a lot of times. Like for movies. No, like, like you know like the ones Maybelline. that are like the mo- the the ones that are like they've they've like paid for them for like a promotional purpose. Like because here's the problem with the Snapchat filters: if you do like one of the like wreaths that the girls are all into, like the flower crown or the butterflies, then you know you people know you wanted to look pretty. And if you do like the puppy, I wish we could put one of those on both of us now, like yeah, a real life. Actually, one. Yeah. I do like the bee though. The bee makes me crack up because then the it makes you yeah. You can just be stupid. Mike, what's question? yours? Oh, she's asking oh, I don't get question to ask back. questions? Sure. Oh, well, the one I don't like is the one that looks just like me and has, like, the glasses and the braces. Stop. I hate when people oh, look just like him. And they send it to me. It's they're terrible. like, hey, look, I look just like you. I'm like, oh, don't use that filter, please. Uh, <laughs> question question two, Mike. Two. Last TV show you watched. Oh, gosh. Oh. Okay, we live with my mom right now because we're not in our house. And my mom has Fox News on all day. So I haven't really... It's not... I haven't watched... But it's like, it's just Fox News all the time in the background on. So I haven't watched a TV show in a minute, though. Last question, Mike D., our producer. And your favorite boy band. <laughs> in sync. Yeah, me too. Uh, don't, <laughs> Always. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, Forever. Me. Backstreet. Me too. Really? Yeah. 
Backstreet started it, that whole phase, but NSYNC kind of took it home. They finished it. Like, they closed they it out strong. It. I like their songs better. See, I, I feel like, it's like the best... Sing me your favorite Backstreet Boys song, then. Uh, what, what would be your favorite Backstreet Boys song? You are... Oh, okay. Well, I, okay. Now, that is a, good. No, it's a good one. Wait, what but, was that one? New Kids on the... Now, New Kids on the Block was our era. Before, that was though. That was, like, when... At least, like, I was in early middle school, and it was, Too like, young for you, Mike. A little before me. Yeah. But, but for us... But Backstreet Boys, best song, probably, uh, I don't know what he does to make you cry, but I'll be here to make you smile. I don't have no fancy cut. You know, yeah. To get to you, I walk a thousand miles. Uh, what is that one called? But my love is my, all, my, all I have I to have give. Have That's a good Backstreet Boys. Yeah. But the best Backstreet Boys song does not hold up to Gone from NSYNC. Mm-hmm. And Gone wasn't even their biggest song. But uh, Wait, you cover something. From, I've seen you cover something. From what? In, from Yeah, in, in what sync? do you cover? Or did you? Um, I, I don't know. We, uh, we kind of cover everything now. as we go. But like, Bye 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 is it's, better than anything that, that Backstreet Boys put out. It's going to be me. That's better than anything the Backstreet Boys. You're crazy. <laughs> Even like pop. Dirty pop. I mean, that's a jam. Girlfriend with Nelly, too. I mean, and then their best song. And it wasn't even their biggest song. But I think Gone was like the coolest song. It was all black and white. Remember the music video? Yeah. Remember the video for I Gone? actually don't remember that video. Do you, remember, you know the song? It's like they're the circus and he's a clown. I'm not sure that I do. Like a mime. Oh, this is the greatest NSYNC song ever. And you guys totally missed Sorry. it. You missed it. I don't want to pose. It was pose. late, though. It was I don't late. think I know it. It was late NSYNC. I'm, I'm going to break off a little bit. This is uh, NSYNC Gone. By the way, Kelly Bannon's here. Oh yeah, this is such a great melody too. Mike, you know this? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like this is like Justin Timberlake's solo career. Right before it was Justin Timberlake's solo career. He does sound like a baby though. Like he sounds so young. Wait till the hook, Mike. That you needed a change. Was it something to say to make you turn away? To make you walk out and leave me cold? If I could just find a way to make it so that you were right here, right now. Here we go, Mike. Been sitting here, can't get you off my mind. Get you off my Try mind. my best to be a man and be strong. Man, that was a jam. And, I'm glad you did that. That I'm like, okay, I want to go back and listen. No, it's there's awesome. more than bye the bye music, bye. The music's great. Like Insync's yeah. great. In order of our lifetime, Insync at one. Boy, New Kids on the Block was. I mean, that was such a big deal. I was. We were so young though. I know. That. Like I don't feel like, like we got to experience. I remember girls like like and sleepover parties having like the VHS of their video and like sleeping with like the video you with their faces like, on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What? Yeah, VHS. Oh, sorry. Sometimes Mike. you have to talk down to kids. <laughs> How old are you, Mike? I'm 25. Okay, um, that's a tape. It's one of those rectangle things, oh, and yeah. you used to put it in like this big monster that had a hole in it, and it would suck it in, <laughs> and then play it on your TV. It was crazy. Don't worry about it. I teach you about. Be it. kind, rewind. Yeah, we'll, we'll Google it later. Backstreet, in uh, sync, new kids, probably Backstreet. I don't know if you consider Boys to Men. A boy band Ooh. or a, they're a vocal group though, because yeah. then they get into the whole Joe to see. I'm gonna say ba- Boys to Men, not a boy band. Okay, I'm gonna say they're a, they're because they didn't dance. To be a boy band, you have to be put on a lot of dance to with the singing. Okay, Boys to Men, they were good just because they sang really well. Yeah. Like the package of a boy band has to be, you have to be young vocalist 
and do a lot of dancing. Have moves. Yes, a lot of dancing. So okay. I go in sync, new kids, backstreet boys. I mean, like the hands the hands I was going to ask you they play like their own instruments though. Okay. Like the, those guys are really good musicians, so I wouldn't put them in a boy band group. Like I loved O Town. Who was the guy that just died that was like somebody's major manager? It, it, Perlman. Oh, okay. And so he was he created all these groups, Backstreet, NSYNC, uh, O Town, and he also and there are allegations against him for doing improper things. He created LFO. Like, that was his thing. Oh, uh, okay. But he got in trouble for a Ponzi scheme that was even bigger than the one that the, the, uh, the, the Bernie Madoff had. You know what does not make sense to me about that is, like, think about what he was making back then with the kind of record sales they had. Like, why would you do that? Because like, why you, mess you never it up? get enough, period. Like, ever. The richest people I know are still out. It doesn't matter. With money, no one's ever just content. I, I don't know anyone who's just like, I'm good at where I am. Do you know anybody who's just like... Okay, oh. you're right. Like, no, you're right. Everybody's like, man, at the just, same just, time, think if I, just think if I made a little bit more. Well, it's like what people say about when they, people win the lottery. Like their happiness goes down. Because they don't know what to do and they start to see the relationships that they have and don't have and what they mean. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know anybody that goes, let me just get a... A little, a little poor. I'd be better if I was a little poor. <laughs> it's always let me just try to get a little richer. I'm doing pretty good now. Even you know the richest billionaires, they do that. But with that, I play you one of the best boy band songs of all time. Mm-hmm. With this one right here, "All or Nothing" from O Town. Ooh, <laughs> top five boy band songs. Even though they're not one of the top three or four boy bands, I went and hung out. I hung out with them in Portland for like a whole night once. They weren't nice to Jacob. He was one of the guys in the band. It's a whole story. But this was a jam. But yeah, these guys had huge... They what just, was that chorus, though? I know I know that. Because I want it all. Okay. okay. Nothing at all. Okay, yeah, yeah thank you. Oh, yeah, that was a jam. Uh, so, Ke- <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> Kelly Bannon's here. Uh, you have a, a new website that's up, and it's called This Nashville Life? Yes. It's like a blog. I know. Roll your eyes. I don't roll my eyes. Bloggers. Listen, that's where everything... No, no, it's not that. Everything is going there, but it's just hard to cut through because everybody has yeah, one. totally. But everybody's going there, and everyone has one, and there will be those that thrive huge... But most won't. Sure. It's like artists. It's all of it. It's like all the whole it's, thing. It's like yeah. artists of music and artists of, of, of and, and radio and artists of whatever. The really good ones will cut through and go to the top. One thing that I have learned through my lifetime is the cream always rises. Eventually, the cream always rises. It might take a little longer for the cream to rise because of scenarios or circumstances. But rarely do I see somebody that's so good and they have a healthy head and they don't make it. Yeah. Unless they quit. If, Do you know what I mean? If like, you, well, you quit, you, yeah. you didn't really want it anyway. Yeah. So but the cream always rises. And the same thing with blogs and the same thing with, with podcasts. Like you see guys like Joe Rogan and guys that have been at it for a long time and have huge followings. Yeah. And because they're just good yeah. and, and compelling. Um, and so uh, you're, it's called This Nashville Life. It's called This Nashville Life. There's a blog and there's a podcast that actually started today. Today, I know. Yeah. Um, so this was, I had no idea and I was like, Hey, why don't you come up? I didn't know she was doing a media tour today. And <laughs> I didn't know I was, it was either all random. until yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, come by the house and do this. So what's the blog about? The blog. Okay. So I, I was in like, I was in my record deal and, and music wasn't coming out and Oh Matt, that was like, that was awesome. What car was that car, used to, what a, was that? The thing you heard was a NASCAR hood that had the, my name on it that we have propped up against the wall. It fell. Why, what's the tape about? It wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> this is my car. It's and like it, legit. And it wrecked. Yeah, it's like my house right now. <laughs> yeah, so you have a blog. It, okay, so, um, this, Nashville so this Nashville Life, the blog started just because, well, one, I think there's a lot of really fun, cool things that go along with being an artist, like, especially for girls. Like, there's the glammy stuff and the fashion, and like, you get to do cool stuff, you know? And we get to meet really neat people, and. So part of me was like, uh, I could, like, there's some neat stories to be told and fans want to know about it. And I wasn't able to put music out because I was, you know, it was just kind of, we were between sort of, we were still at Universal and, and trying to find that next single. That's and, a record label, by the way. Yeah. Universal's her old record label. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. And, yeah. And I just was trying to look for a way to connect with fans and I wanted to take my story back a little bit too. And um, not in like a bad way, just in like, I I wanted to be the person telling my story. And I also feel like, 
like I've, I'm not super young. Like I have a lot of experiences and I've had a lot of heartache and I was just like, I can tell like, I, I think there's a gift in telling your story and sharing it with, I think that's what you do so incredibly well too. It's like, you, you don't give everything. You can't be vulnerable about every single thing, but when you can be vulnerable about something, like it can be a real gift to other people. I love boy bands, you know, like, they you know, more vulnerable than that. I still, love, <laughs> I still love them. So this Nashville life, we'll I'll talk yeah. more about that in a well, minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask you about like a record deal though. We talked about the records and stuff. How old were you when you got your first record deal? 28. So that's kind of old actually already for a female. It is older ish to yeah. get a first record deal. Yeah. And when we talk in terms here of age, we talk in artist terms. It, there's a thing on the show where we talk when you compare celebrity guys and girls on looks, there's the celebrity scale and there's the normal. Oh no, I wasn't telling the truth about, do you want, I can give you my artist age. Then we can back that up. I got signed then up to my record deal at 24. <laughs> so they, no, you were acting was, like you were 24. No, I'm, I'm was 28 when I got signed and they knew it. And yeah, did I'm they, older than, yeah, a lot of, artists, did they have like, you not artists. say your age? You know, probably I got more hung up on that than they ever did. I mean, they don't, they're not going to be like, she's 30. Woo. You know, but like, I think as long as like I looked pretty good and like, I didn't look super old. So if you're 28 and you get signed, how does it, how does it happen where you get a deal? Do you go out and do you, I think a lot of listeners would like to know how this works. Do you go and say, I will be playing at this bar. Anyone who wants to come and watch me can come watch me. And anyone who's to sign me can sign me. Well, you know, nowadays it's different, but like then, okay. To, to this day, they still do this thing called artist pitches where like, okay, let's say you, let's say you're a manager, you're a producer and you have, and you're working with the raging idiots. I know this isn't how this happened for the raging idiots. I don't yeah, think, that, but that whole thing's stupid, but yeah, but <laughs> like, so, okay, we've got this band, like they, they're really cool. We've got some side, we've got some songs, some recordings of them. And like you set meetings with A&R, that's like who signs people at record labels and you go in and like almost like a conference room performance. Like you play for them. Like, How did you that's get, what get I did. found? Yeah. So you had, a man, well, you had a manager? No, actually the way I got found was I did this tour in 2009 called 90 gigs in 90 days. And it had a recovery tie in. It was like to honor um, like the one year anniversary of my younger brother passing away. And I just didn't know what to do with that anniversary. So I was like, I'm going to go play a bunch of shows. And it like made national news. And Paul Worley who's a really famous producer here in town. He produced the Dixie Chicks and Sarah Evans, Martina McBride, Lady Annabellum. Um, he like, I think he just read about me and he was like, she's just crazy enough. Like I'll take a meeting with her. And I just went and played for him. Just me and my guitar. What did you sing? I'm saying like, you know, these songs, I mean, I wasn't even writing in, in mainstream music row at that time. I was writing by myself and with like a couple other people. So were you singing your songs? Yeah, my song. Okay. So, so I was singing so you like... you go and you sing in front of this guy. Sing in front of this guy in his office. And he, his job would be, if he, if he said yes, to manage you? No, to produce. So okay, he's so that like means a to make your record. Yes. To make, okay. Mm -hmm. So you go and you play and he likes you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you, okay, we're going to... He was really, a, I mean, Paul was a huge part of my story, but he was like, okay, cool. Like this is happening in the meeting. He's like... Uh, we're going to make a record together. Now you need to go write the songs. And I have a lot of connections in town, obviously. So I'm going to help you get in with songwriters. He said he had the connections. I mean, he, he's just like, I'm going to help you right. get those co-writes and you're going to go write your record and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make music together. So you made a record before you got a deal. I, we did like half a record. Mm -hmm. And so do you take the music to exactly. different record companies and you say, here's what it sounds like. And so who signed you? Mike Dungan and Autumn House at what was then Capitol Records, but is now Universal Records. Okay, so they mm -hmm. sign you under the pretense of you're going to be an artist. They tell you what kind of artist you needed to be. They actually signed me to something that doesn't happen anymore, which is called a development deal. But it was like, yeah, we really love what you're doing. And like other, uh, other record labels had passed on me too. Like we were pitching to a couple different places but and then one was still like in the conversation but and i really loved them over there they had so many artists that i really admired i was like oh like what i want to be a part of what they're doing and yeah so they they are like essentially they're like you got to go right yeah you got to go write that write that hit write those write that first single write that album um yeah so you go and you get a record deal and people think you get a record deal so you make a lot of money like <laughs> yeah. immediately i mean you do get a little bit of a signing bonus but like what's a, what's a little bit of a signing bonus? Like I think at the end of the day, my signing bonus was $40,000 or $50,000. That's not nothing to sneeze at. But then I had probably 20,000 in legal fees, 15 or 20,000 in legal fees. 
And that's the, that's the first check you get from the record label. And you don't get another check from the record label until you've made back all the money that they spend on you essentially, or you're making your inlet or they put out an album and then you make another album and they advance you money usually at, at the front end of each album cycle. So it's called like a recoup. So what, for example, if, if it takes $10 to make a record <clears throat> and the record makes $13, you don't even start to get paid until the extra $3 comes in right. and you only get a fraction of Correct. that $3, which is very small. Yeah. So, and people don't buy records. And people no. don't, and really people don't buy music. And, <laughs> like, and, and in five years, people just aren't going to buy music. Yeah. Anymore. Like the, it's the, not convenient. The making of music to be bought is not going to be a thing in five to ten years. It, it'll be a boutique thing, but where it's going to go is people are going to have – and artists are going to have to find ways to monetize their music in different ways. And, you know, touring obviously and, and merchandise obviously. But do you do – a special Facebook live shows. Yeah. Do you fan th- experience? That's where mm-hmm. the that's where the money's going to have to come because you're already seeing no money come from music. <laughs> yeah. And so labels are trying to figure it out. Artists are trying to figure it out. And so you're with Universal and mm-hmm. you decide to put out a single. What was the first single the that you first single out? was called Sorry on the Rocks and it actually got to thirty six. So it was my highest charting song. It wasn't like the highest selling, but it was the highest charting song that we put Sorry out. Sorry on the rocks. Clearly you didn't play it. No, it's here it is. <laughs> I wasn't, even, uh, I wasn't even the format. You then. weren't. No. I don't know when. When it says did you come? 2012. Yeah, it so, was 2012. Here's, here's Sorry on the Rock. So you have this song. Do you feel like it's going to be a huge hit? I mean, I did. Yeah. I did. Okay that, right? I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What are you talking about? I don't really want to do this on the phone. So this was the okay, first get to the chorus. Band. Get to the chorus. Come on. Uh, I, listen, you act like I have a nice studio here. Yeah, yeah, here you go. It's two forty-four, and you only say I'm sorry on the rocks. You've been drinking all night, and now you wanna talk. Well, you know you're shaking or stirring. That was my first single. And you're excited and you're a new artist. And I'm sure the label's behind you like crazy. Well, actually, it was was total mayhem because the label head had just left. Like, I get signed. We're about to come out with this first single. And the label head leaves to go to another label because there's all this crazy... This is like totally inside baseball, so I I don't want to bore you guys. But like... I'll tell you if it gets boring. I'll just... Okay. I'll I'll, I'll pivot you. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) But we had... We went out on our radio tour and that wasn't even the single we were promoting. So then they're like, wait, we think this should be the single. It just felt like really chaotic. So... And I've been in that situation too where I had a, a CEO and right in the middle of them deciding what they were going to want me to do and let me figure out how I wanted to do. They switched. Yeah. And I got lucky. I got really lucky and had someone who came in and was like, because my original CEO was like, you, we want you to do something huge. We were, they were offering me different jobs. But then the new one, Bob Pittman came in. I was like, not only do we want you to do this, like we really want you to do all of this where Mm -hmm. it could have been so many of my friends it happens to, and they want to bring in their own people. People, Totally. And I honestly, it did not go as badly as it could have. And we ended up these two companies merged back together. And so we're all back under the same leadership. But there were like eight months where it was like, who's in charge and like, what's going to happen? And everybody, do they support you? Are you, since you, they didn't find you, do they care about you? Right. That's human nature. Like, so that song goes to 39 or something right right under top. Yeah. Top 40. You get, when do you get the call that goes, okay, we're, the song's dead. We're actually, you know, my manager, Carrie, and I didn't have a manager when I honestly, I didn't have a manager until like halfway through that. Cause I didn't have a manager when I got signed and like Carrie called me and it was, she was just like, you know, it's like, it's over. And I don't, it's very like our world and your world especially is so these numbers, like it is math. The way that songs make it up the charts, it is literally math. And so what had happened is we'd break, we'd broken into the top 40, which means you get all this like 
countdowny stuff. You guys have heard countdowns. I have one. You well, sorry. Yeah. I'm sure you do have a yeah. countdown. Well, it's okay because I've never heard this song before either. So it's okay. We're, we're, learn, we're good. We're learning together. Yes. But like, I have the biggest countdown in America. I'm by so the way, sorry. Just, for the record, the Country Top Thirty is the largest national countdown in country I'm music. Totally feeling and embarrassed. I'm not. I'm not My I'm, fits are sweating. Like now. I don't care. Okay. But so, go ahead. I'm sure it's awesome. It's it's fine. It's a countdown. The countdowns are easy. They're the easiest thing to so, do. So, um, so what happens is like, so you get all these extra plays on your song because it's in the countdown, and all these stations are playing it. If that makes sense, and then you have to keep that forward momentum. I think like a couple big superstars put songs out and they like jumped me in the charts and we got knocked out of the forties. And you, you ever can't, go backward, they drop. You, they you drop can the song. not go forward yeah, again. If you, if you stop climbing a ladder, it's hard to reclimb it so okay so, yeah, that, so happens. that happened and like i don't know should the song have been a hit i don't know probably not but you know i, mean, I didn't hate it thanks you yeah I, I, so okay then what do you put out so next? then we put out famous okay and this one i was just you played entered this into the, yeah. I was just into the format here so i know this song and so this is uh kelly bannon the song is called famous it goes i'm gonna make you famous I like, you yeah you yeah. sing it yeah, yeah i'm good i'm really good at this song. Now, this was a good song. Thank this you. This is better than the other one. But, I agree. Um, so, did this one sell better than the other one? It sold like 150,000 singles. Really? Yeah. Okay, here's Famous. You stripped me off my feet from the moment I met you. Thought I was so lucky. Baby, I let you into my heart. Into my heart. I'm fast forward to the chorus. Just how I'm gonna stop yeah, here we go. Put out famous, yeah. and I remember liking that song. Thank you. And where did it where did it peak on it the chart? Never charted. Man. Really? That's weird. Bobby, it I, never charted. I think people were okay. It is poppy. You guys just heard it. It is poppy. Yeah, but that's bullcrap. But now, I mean, it was, and it was before a lot of the other stuff that happened that has is poppy. But I just believe. You mean I, me? Are you poppy? <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, yeah, you have changed things. Yeah, you have. Okay, um, but like. I, we, I just felt like, okay, yes, people are going to be like, it's poppy. But I felt like it was, it would be, we wouldn't have put out the best version of the song if we'd gone back and tried to make it country or in some, it just was, that was the recording. And I believed in that recording and I, I thought fans would love it. And they did actually, like they bought it and they watched the video a million, well, like two and a half million times. And, but like radio, it, it was just too different. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You tell even, me. Like, right what now, is it's it? not even that different. Like, now it's, it's like thing. totally not. Now it's not. It actually makes me kind of radio now mad. I don't is, know. It's slowly catching up. I got in trouble with Rolling Stone article because I said the format was 20 years behind. I got, it, Everybody's been saying that, though, in town for a million years. Yeah, yeah, like, you that's know who not, comes in and says that publicly? And then gets, yeah. And then gets Did you get a little hand slap? I don't get hand slaps. I get. What I was really disliked in town for what I was doing with the radio show for about a year and a half until it was like, wow, okay, he's an artist advocate. Yeah. You weren't disliked by artists, though. No, no, you I, were disliked was, yes. by people. Artists really liked you. I don't know if they liked me, but I think they appreciated no. that I was going out on limbs. Yeah. But, because I don't know. It's not like I'm, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not in, in some sort of like the Nashville buddyhood. You're not. And you're not, but you're personable. Like, I do on, think. On the air. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It's not like off the air on the bed. Nice. I think yeah. you're a nice person. Um, your best song to me was "Smoke When I Drink." Oh, uh, really? I don't oh, know. If, yeah, I didn't know far. that. By far, I play. I used to play in the dance party, and when I play songs in the dance party, I pick the songs. Uh, you know what? So we asked. So what happened is, I mean, we asked them to put, take this to radio, and they were like, "You can't say smoke and drink." And I, I played it on Bottom the show. Line. I used to play it on our, our so we just show. we just put it out digitally because I was on tour with Cole and I had to have music out. Cole Swindell, by the way. Yeah. Name dropper. Yeah. No, I wasn't meaning that like a name yeah, drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on the road with Garth Brooks. I mean, I did a song with Garth. Name I know drop. you yeah. did. Name drop. But this is smoke when I drink. This is, I think was your best song and they Thank wouldn't you. put it out. Smoke when I drink. 
Up tempo, fun. Listen, I mean, smoking is gross, but I don't care. The song was really. Good. I I don't smoke, and it's a metaphor. And I I kind of just didn't care. Like I don't I didn't care. I thought the song was so cool. I didn't care. Like you sometimes you're you're just like you're as an artist, and you know this. Like you are you are a lot of who you are on stage, but you're not only who you are on stage. And so, like to me, I loved so much about that song. It I loved the I loved the writing on it. Um, it was cool. I loved our recording of it. I was so proud of Jason, my producer. I, I just, I love the way it came together. And yeah, it is a little rowdier. I, what I do is a little rowdier, probably. It's probably a little rowdier than I truly, my personality is. I'm not super crazy. Like, I mean, I do like bourbon, but you know, it, I just, I loved that song and I thought it was a smash and yeah, no, it was also like, do you remember that song smoking and drinking that Miranda put out? It was right yeah. around that time and, and that didn't do well either, but. So I don't know, man. Okay, that was my favorite song that you, that you Thanks. had. Thanks, that's nice. I didn't know that you liked that. So then, you get dropped from your label, <laughs> sort of, or you I leave. Gotta, you know, it was. Here's the thing, and you and I did have a really frank conversation about it. Like, don't don't put me in. I have nothing to do with well, leaving no, a label. No, no, no. I didn't mean that at all. I just mean like, okay, you know when you're a priority somewhere. Yes. And they didn't, they were awesome. They didn't drop me, but I don't know if they were going to. It was like, it was like, you know, like you've been with your boyfriend for forever. It's like your high school boyfriend and like somebody's got to break up with somebody. It's like somebody's right. got to do it. Nobody wants to break up, but you want to break up. Yeah. Nobody wants to do the breaking yeah. up. Yeah. So I, so I mean, honestly, we almost, it was mid-May when we finally decided we were going to put cheap sunglasses out the EP by ourselves because but we also knew that the passion wasn't there anymore. And I don't mean that as a critical thing. It's just human nature. Like, you're not new to somebody anymore. You're like, not the shiny You're toy. not the shiny and new you thing. Had, and I, you had your minute to be the shiny toy. You were. It didn't work out. So to them, it's like, let's find the next shiny. And it's yeah. not them. It's everyone. This is it's, the yeah. nature of the business. Of and all it's creative humans. businesses. Yeah. All creative businesses. Everybody likes the shiny toy. It doesn't matter if it's on TV, the movies, music, radio. Everybody likes the shiny toy. And the goal is to stay shiny. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah, I mean it's it's almost impossible and when you don't become shiny, you have to reshine yourself yes. or someone else is going to come in and move you yeah. inside. And that's in a creative field that's always the case. And it will always be the case from now until forever. So this isn't new and it will be something that happens with every artist of every if you're a, a painter, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, art's tough because there isn't there aren't definitions. I have a friend who was a, 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 uh, I have a friend that was a, in a, was an artist, okay? I have to be careful just because <laughs> I don't care. I would tell the whole story, but my thing is I don't put other people's stories out there unless, yeah, that, unless I, I'm allowed to or it's about me. Those are my sure. friends. So th- this friend sends me music, and at one point this friend was a big artist, mm-hmm. and they quit being an artist for a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they sent me some music, and they're like, hey, listen to it. Tell me what you think. And so I just was frank and was honest about it. And, it. and I sent it back and I said, listen, but I'll tell you all of this, but none of what I say or what anyone says matters because with art or anything creative, you just don't know. You don't, it's so you, hard you to know. Ne- you, and if anyone ever tells you that they do, they're, they're wrong. Yeah. Anyone that's for sure about anything creative is wrong because you don't know. You can have every structurally perfect song and then all of a sudden who let the dogs out comes out <laughs> i mean that's a great song though <laughs> right i mean really that, that that's the rule of all yeah so you know i send this note back and i'm like i don't think this this is this i like this but i say but all of this advice or any advice one person gives you it's not right the only advice that's real is yours and you have to follow your gut and then if it doesn't work okay then follow your gut again yeah until you decide it's just not for you yeah I think that's actually great advice. And so it was just like, just you have to surround yourself with people you trust, surround yourself with people that aren't yes people, and then once they pile in all of their advice, then you make your own decision. Yeah. And it has to be your decision. So it, 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 it's, it's tough. So okay, you, you go and you don't have a, a record label anymore. So do you pay for, uh, by the way, Kelly Bannon has a, it's called Cheap Sunglasses and you can download it. You can stream it. I would say download it because you stream it. He's trying to get paid. No way gets paid. It's streaming. true, but I, you, I stream, but and I download, but whatever. But it's out there. Cheap sunglasses. Did you do that with your own money? Yeah. Well, that was what's crazy is I was still signed, and I just was like, 
freak this. I gotta, I've gotta go make my, I've gotta go make music, or I'm gonna go crazy. So I just kind of disappeared and made it and paid for it. So you yeah. paid for it yourself. Yeah. So like, actually, not only on that, this. I borrowed money from my parents. That sucks, really? man. It's hard. Wow. That's- I mean, I feel really fortunate that they loaned me a little money, but yeah. yeah. Hold on a minute. I got, I got multiple things firing off here. Mike, what am I doing? Oh, I still hear smoke when I drink. Okay. It, this is a montage. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go together, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a good mix. Right. We might be lit on lot. So that's on there. Mike, how long were we in so far? About 35. Oh, we're good. We're we're good. We got plenty of time. Uh, Cheap sunglasses is the name of it. Here's cheap sunglasses. I don't want to be your cheap sunglasses. Just a summer thing till it falls down a fashion. So easy to break. Just throw away Well, I'm not made of plastic. Pick that song as the title of the whole record. Why? Um, I wrote it about leaving your label, mm-hmm. yeah, and just like making the decision and like where I was then, and like I think this is for me writing that song. Like as a as a girl, as a woman in like in I think in any entertainment business or like you want to be fun and you want to be pretty and you like want to be those things, but you also want to be more than those things, right? Like you don't just want to be the pretty girl along for the ride. But so it's like that, that song, I felt like we actually did a pretty good job of like kind of navigating that. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to be that. I want to be that girl, but I also want like, I want more than that too. Do you feel because, uh, yeah, how old are you now? I'm 35. Okay. Do you feel at 35? Like, I never, I've like never said that publicly. But here, you know what I think, <laughs> Kelly, honestly? And again, I would just tell you the truth because okay. uh, that I think that's an advantage now really i do okay because first i don't need for, to go get botox because i'm really ev- stressing about well you know first of all <laughs> no forever it was a disadvantage yeah. to be older than 23 it's just not about it's becoming more about the actual product than it is just what is supposed to fit yeah and so the fact that you're on it and again at 32 i know girls are like ah it's not for me and there are artists, I know they're in their 30s now, they're like, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm like, because this is a, because there aren't any like real life human adult female artists right now, yeah. you're a real life human female adult <laughs> artist yeah, I am in a land where there are none. There, there are none. I'm a grown up. <laughs> like you're a, you're a real life, you're not Martina McBride, someone who was a big artist back when we were kids. Yeah. You're in an area where no other artists are. You're a real life grown up female. You're not a a teen you're not an early 20s you're an adult and there's no one in that mo- there's nobody there so as some people look at it and i just get frustrated at, at at because of what it's always been that's what it's always supposed to be and i just don't think that is what it, it is anymore and so to me i would rather be 35 than 28 right now yeah oh me too totally even as an artist like yes because I mean, if I could be my 35-year-old self in my 28-year-old think about body, what you know maybe, now, though. Though. Think about what you know right now. Yeah. You, you, no, yeah, no, there's no comparison. Like, I couldn't go back and do that again. I couldn't go back and do high school. I couldn't go back and do middle school, and I would not go back and do my mid-20s. It was, it was, it was hard. Yeah, I like, my last three months have been pretty good. Other than that, I'm out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, ever, since the book came out, things have been okay. But before that, uh, rest of that suck for me. So, um, Kelly Bannon is here. And so, she has a record out. She has a, a, a blog and a website called This Nashville Life. Mm-hmm. And you can check it out. And uh, she writes and she talks and she does all of this. And you're going to see, it's, you know, it's t- uh, my advice to yeah, you. Yeah, come on. You have to, and listen to Kelly's podcast. I haven't yet. Um, well, it just I, I, I came listened, out today. Well, I listened to that one. That would have been crazy. I listened to time. one that you sent me weeks ago. Oh, you ago. did? You yeah. did listen yeah, to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told you I was going to. Well, I just think you, I assume you like don't have time for you that. No, I don't, but unless I say I'm going to do it. My rule is, it, I don't have time because, I mean, my schedule. You don't have time. You have a really crazy. Is one thing against the next. However, I put things in that are important, and I said, I'm going to listen to this, and I listened to it, and I said, I think it's good, but I think it's too long. Yeah. And that was what I came back to you with. 
it's almost impossible to develop a following until you do. I'm, I'm, and you yeah. have to do it so consistently. Yeah. And this is to anybody who wants to do a podcast or a blog. You have to do it so consistent all the time. And let people, every time, that, and to you, you feel like you're beating it to death. That people are just now discovering it. Totally. For example, we do a segment. It's our highest rated segment on our show. Tell me something good. Mm-hmm, I love we do that. it every day, twice a day. And I feel like, man, how are people not tired of this? Every day, twice a day. I'm just like, how are. And some people, and people come up to me and they're like, that's my favorite segment. Like, I listen to that segment and I'm just like, I, I love that. And frankly, that segment has changed the culture of radio in general. Yeah. And that's a whole backstory of how we started it 12 years ago. Research said it worked. So other stations started doing it. So other stations. So now everybody does it. But for me, it's the same thing with podcasts. Like you have to do it to where you feel like you're beating it to death. And when you're like, oh, uh, I just don't want to do another one. You have to do Is three, that what you're you thinking have, you right now? Three more. No. <laughs> Why am I here right now? Not at all. No. I want to see you succeed. And that's the, the, the key is just repetition. Yeah. And when you're tired of yourself, people are just now discovering it. You know, that is a creepy part of our job. Like we had video content, like we had essentially like a music video for each song on the, on the EP. And some of them were like more involved, like real official music videos. And some of them were less involved, but I got to the point where I was like, Oh my gosh, people must hate me. Like I am so sick of my face and my stuff. You know, and I get sick of me more than anybody. Yeah, like, I, I was super I, sick of myself. I get to the, I, like, I don't want to, I, I can't listen to myself. I can't look at myself. But again, if I'm tweeting all day, people might see three tweets. Yeah, that's crazy. They might see three that. tweets if I put out 40 tweets. And, and they follow me. Everyone is so, and this is everyone, everyone's so wrapped up in themselves that we think everyone sees what we see. Yeah. And they don't because everyone's so wrapped up in themselves that they only catch peripherally the other things. Yeah. So you just have to hit it and hit it and hit it. Anybody creative, you have to hit it over and over again. And it won't work 72 times. And then the 73rd time, you'll get lucky. Yeah. And all it is is you've worked so hard to get lucky. Yeah. My dad used to say that. The harder I work, the luckier I get. It's my career. Mm. Like, I'm an overnight success. Except I've been doing this for, in the mornings for 14 freaking years. Yeah. Wait, how old am I? 35, 36. Yeah. So it's 20. Yeah, 14 years I've been doing mornings. Like, wow. And it's a grind. So you've been tired for 14 years. I've been a zombie for 14 years. <laughs> so, that sound terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I like what you're doing, and I hope you do it consistently. Thank you. it's hard to do it consistently. It is. But nothing, it's, you know, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And everybody would be successful, and, and hardly anyone is. Uh, Kelly Bannon is here, by the way. And Cheap Sunglasses is the record. This is, again, the song Cheap Sunglasses. Cheap sunglasses, just a summer thing, till it falls out of fashion. So easy to break. I don't like that you have a negative feeling about being 35. Like, to me, that really, oh. that really sets me wrong because you shouldn't. Oh, and I guess it's because I think it's because you've dudes been are going to think, think I'm old. No, you've been conditioned by... This town and this industry to think 35 years old as a female artist is old. You've been conditioned to think that. And I'm telling you now, it is not old. Like, uh, I cannot wait for new Sheryl Crow music in country. Like, it doesn't matter to me. If the artist is good, I don't care how old they are. I don't care how young they are. I don't care if they're 16. Make a great song. Yeah. But you've been conditioned. And I don't think that way about other you people. Don't. But yeah, I cor- do feel, I think, but it's probably back to what you were saying. It's like, you think everyone's obsessed with you the way you're obsessed with yourself yeah. and no one actually gives a. No one cares. Unless you know. you're Sam Hunt, nobody cares. <laughs> like, and then everybody cares. And then even I'm like, dang, Sam, look at that Instagram. But even that, because like Sam, and that, you know, here's the frustrating part for me as a show. It's like, I don't have, and Mike knows me well because Mike and I spend our, most of our days together outside of the show. Like I don't hang out with anybody, Mm-mm. but I know everybody, and you I know, know I know the people. good guys. I know the guys that I, I would never hang out with in a million years. Um, but that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. And like Sam's a good dude. Like I like Sam a lot, and I know stuff about. Like I saw the Instagram video, I knew who that was immediately, mm-hmm. and it's still out there. Like people are arguing about it, freaking and out. And I could go on the show. Seventy four thousand comments. It's that whatever. fine line of, like I know Sam, I know who that girl is. Mm-hmm. I just there's a part of my humanness that's like, 
Unless I talk to Sam and he's like, go for it. I am not going to do it. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. Have you always known where that line is? Because that's... I, I still don't know where the line okay. is. Like, honestly, I don't. And I think what's my biggest weakness is my biggest strength is that I just say what I feel like I should say. Mm. And 87% of the time, it's right. Yeah. It's a 13% of the time that gets me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, Has the percentage gone up? I think I've gotten a little smarter. Yeah. And at times I've gotten a little bolder because I know, and I know when it's gets, I'll do things on, sometimes. But sometimes it's wrong, but it's like the, it is the right move. I'll t- tell you an example is, and I, I was talking about it this morning. I did an interview with Rolling Stone and they were talking about the show and the Raging Idiots and the comedy and the, just a lot of stuff. And, they were asking me what the success of the show was. I said, listen, I am the best interviewer in radio except for Howard Stern. Like, I, artists come in and they, I'm a peer to them instead of – and I said it so boldly and I knew it was going to be one of the heads. And I, sure. But if I were them, I would have put it up there as the head. Sure. And I only did it for react. Do I believe it though? Yeah. But I also yeah. put it up there as a standard that I feel like I have to achieve. Like I said that. No, I have to keep doing it. You better do it. Do it. I yeah. have to do it. It's also a goal. It's like I'm pinning it up on my board. Yeah. And I walk out every day and it's like slap it because every day you got to live up to it. Well, that's the thing too. If it's your giftedness, like I feel like that about even just like singing. Like I do think I'm a really, really good singer. But that doesn't mean like I still have to go out and prove it. And like, I as, as night do after night. all of yeah. this day. Like I, Babe Ruth said the home runs you hit yesterday don't win the games today. And so I'm full of sayings, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you have a lot I, of I good love, little sayings. Like between my grandma and like <laughs> books, like I love to read. And <laughs> I love to read about people too. Like I'm fascinated with successful people and, and, and how they build success and the tools that they use to – like I'm fascinated with it. And so that's what I do. I love people. I love reading about people. And people that – I love the faults of people and the yeah. faults are what really make humans – human well it's what you just said though the fault is usually the other side of the coin to like whatever that really unique giftedness is or like that's really really them you know like that's and crazy attract crazy too so let's not well there's that. that also yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well okay so the, people can hear your podcast what do you talk about on the podcast well i'm actually i'm really proud of it like well the first one that came out today is called the radio game and we just sort of talk about what happened with famous and then we also interview someone like from a from a label that explains like how songs make it up the charts this there's an episode that's called that's not country that's about why we love to hate on things that aren't our definition of country like what is that culture about that's with going to be with Shane McAnally. Um, there's an episode called Get Hot or Go Home. It's, so you've already taped all these. Are they up taped, yet or just one? No, we're releasing them every two weeks. We're, we've, we've, no, you've got to go more than that. Ugh. You know, I know. It's you're, too much. You, you have to go but at I can't least once aff- a week. I kind of can't afford, like, because there is a production borrow cost. Borrow from your parents. That's what I always you're say. You're right. <laughs> I don't have any parents, but if I did, I'd borrow from them if they were, <laughs> we're here. Li- right now, I'm living with my mom. I mean, it's just really, it's the th- 35 has been a bitch. But You've done 35, five, oh, you're the age. Yeah, my age. Like, I'm like not <laughs> yeah, in my house right now. I'm borrowing money from my parents. Yeah, was, you but, can't help that. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. I mean, we kind of, I just, because of my schedule and working, I just, I can't. And then it's a highly. Don't, don't say those two words. You can't say those words. Okay. I know that what, I know your schedule is crazy, but what I, my podcast is, it's, it is a different format than what you're doing right now. Great. And it's just, it, I don't have the time to do it the way that I want to any quicker than every two weeks. I personally, the way that I, you know what I hear? Loser talk. I'm bouncing. Oh my god! I hear loser talk. When someone tells me I can't, I go, you could if you really want it. Oh my god. I want it to succeed. See, That's okay, why I'm being so harsh on you. Know you know what? Right I am a super perfectionist and super competitive, but I do think like there is a point where you set, like I cannot do everything. I thought I could do everything forever. You're talking to the guy who thought he could do everything too. And you, you can't. But, but you, you have, have to, to put, like, no. And you, like, I mean, you have people that help you with some of, of your course, stuff. I and have like, what I call a babysitter. It's a manager in real life. But I have a babysitter. And she is over everything that I do. Like, she's not over the radio show, but the idiots, the comedy, the books, the um, porno, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So there are... <laughs> What, there, was a porn, there, there was a porn account that hacked my computer yeah. uh, twice in the past week. Or they hacked my Twitter. But so, yeah, I have like six projects going at once. It's a, t- a, a TV show, um, all these things. No, you have a crazy... No. so I ha- we have to have people in yeah. our lives that do this. But I'm much more... Of, I mean, I, have a, I do have a, a team that's helping me, but I don't have the same sort of structure. I'm really, in a lot of ways, and I mean, I am creating the content myself by myself, a, a lot of it, so... Yeah, I'm trying to do that balance of like, 
I still want to believe that, like, I need to once be. Once a week. You got to go at least. God. You got to go once a week. I'm just telling. Okay, I'll you gotta, try. You have to go once. You have to feed the people. Or they're just going to go like, well, all right, what's next? Yeah. There's a reason that shows come on every week. Okay. I know. It's tough. And it doesn't have to be. As, well, just because I want it to be really, really great. Nobody cares. Get, See, give them something compelling. Nobody cares how perfect something is as long as it's compelling. Oh, Bobby. I know, okay, right? All right. I suck. Shoot. You, should, you should work for me. It's even worse. I better go. I'm, now I'm like, shoot. I thought I was maybe going to go to sleep tonight. I mean, no. Did you hear now I'm like, this no, <laughs> I can't go to sleep tonight. Yeah. No, what happened there, today? No, no, this whole thing. We come in we and we hit this little thing here. And it's like, hello, everybody. Welcome. Here we go. Whatever. But you also it's all like. About being compelled. It's all. The key is to, if, with songs, with me talking, with you just have to be compelling. That's it. That, I know, that's the end of the story. You have to be perfect. Yeah. If, if it's about perfect speaking, well, I would never is, be on the radio. That is a real problem for me, for sure. I mean, like, I believe if I, if I make it perfect, it will do better. It and, won't. and that actually isn't, is rarely true. If you take it down a notch in quality and add up two notches in quantity, it will be better. And it builds up over time. And, and it oh, now even Mike's got on my, on my tail here. Mike ah. built a podcast from nothing. Yeah, that's right. He said. had one, had no follow, nothing, and he started doing a punk rock podcast. Mm-hmm. The thing turned into like a punk rock. It could be a message board and stuff. Oh my gosh, you guys are stressing me out. I know, and you should. Yeah, now I got to go home. Winners, and do more work. Winners <laughs> stress, losers rest. <laughs> there you go. I just made that one up. Hey, write that one down. That, that, that one's quoted to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, Kelly Bannon's here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can check out her blog and her, her once. She's doing a podcast every six months. So I hope you're able to check it out. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to be such a jerk about it. <laughs> I do, kind of. Um, because I, I want the best for you. Do you know that you know I genuinely what? want the best for you? That's really nice. Like, I do. I, Thanks. That, that's why I, I say that. Uh, Kelly Bannon, uh, K-E-L-L-E-I-G-H. That's how you spell it. Um, so you can find cheap sunglasses in the record. You can download it. You can you're out playing shows mm-hmm. all over. I wish I was playing more shows. Yeah, but I am. I am out playing a decent amount of shows. How, I don't even know how we met. How did we meet? We met actually. I have a really vivid memory of meeting you. Which I hope it doesn't freak you out. But um, like I know what I was wearing. I had that was a really vivid day for me. It was CRS. Do you remember how you think about you though? It's just an example of us yeah. going back. How but I, I remember, I mean, you know I, I, rem- mm, I, th- I actually think you were dressed up, which isn't like how I think of you normally. I mean, I'm, I'm a jumbo pants. Like I, <laughs> as much as I, I kind of want to think you were in like a suit or something. Maybe, maybe I was like, uh, pajama suit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So we, it was CRS is like a radio convention. Yeah. And I, it was at that, the fan part or it's not the fan part. It's like where you go and just sign. You know, was I signing. Or no, was I, we, I was signing and you were probably coming from a signing and it um, like I think probably like promo, my promo team was like introducing me, but I had already heard the show. Um, cause since your show started on my birthday and that's like a really symbolic day for me for a lot of reasons. Um, obviously like I was born mostly there, because of my show, yeah. mostly because of your show. <laughs> um, I didn't want to take it like too heavy. So I was like, I'm backtracking now. I'm like, Oh shoot. I shouldn't have said no, that. You, can, you go heavy, uh, but, go, go as heavy as you want, but we met. Okay. So we met and yeah. I just like, I, I don't know. I just ha- that left an impression on me that moment, that that moment, that conversation. It did. Were you like, what a jerk? No, I wasn't. I mean, I don't know why you like to think that people think that I about think you. Everybody is annoyed with me all the time. I think that. Now, I think everybody. I think I'm super annoying, and I'm. I might be. I, I'll tell you a story. I. This is an awful story. Uh oh. This happened like last week. It's awful. Okay. And so I get an email and. The truth about email is I can't keep up with my email. My work email I can't keep up with. Mm-hmm. Twitter and I, I, I see every tweet sent to me. I see I make that a priority. I, ch- I see most of Instagram. I don't look at Facebook a whole lot because that's just fighting ground, and it, it makes me feel negative. So the comments on Facebook, I'll, I'll go over. That's interesting. But I, but Facebook is an, it's like a, the bad part of town. Yeah. You know, okay. A, you only go in the bad part of town at daylight. So I only look in the Facebook comments when they're like, "Hey, it's a tell me something good story." Otherwise. Again, you don't go in the bad part of town. Right. Don't read. Even, yeah. Even then, and then, yeah. People f- so, someone just don't ever read the comments on any YouTube video, is my advice to you. People if are, you want to not be sad all the time. People are amazing behind a computer. Amazing critics and amazing at what they do. So, anyway, um, and so I try to read as many emails as possible. I sit in my room and I'm reading email after email. And a listener says, Hey, you didn't say hi to me. You were a complete jerk. And I was like, oh. Man, I've never in my life that I know of. 
like blown someone off ever. Not one time in my life have I ever that I know of blown someone off. Mm-hmm. Like to define a, like you see them and you go the other way or you don't say hi on purpose. Is that what you mean by blowing someone or off? Or if someone comes to me and goes, hey, Bobby, I'm a fan of the I'm show. I'm a fan. Okay, okay. Never. And you're like, no. My show would not exist if it weren't for the people listening to it. And I know where my bread's buttered. And it's the people that listen to the show every day. Like, so uh, she says, hey, you didn't say hi to me. Actually, you're a total jerk. And I was mm, like, that's weird. Huh, let me read the, more into this. And so I replied back to her. I said, hey, where? Because I was curious as to where I was a jerk. Was it a Bobby imposter? It wasn't. But she never came up to me. Oh. She saw me in a, the same room. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not Mr. Gregarious. I'm not talking to everybody because I feel like, oh, I'm annoying. So. She she didn't come up to me and say hi. Yeah. And she sent me an email about how since I wasn't walking around the room saying hi to everybody, I was a complete, I think dick was the word she used. Wow. And so she was like, uh, you really let me down. And so I said, where did we meet? She goes, well, we didn't meet. I just saw you across the room. Aww. And so I replied back. I was like, oh, sorry about that. And my, my cousin just died. So <laughs> You didn't, sorry, I just did I just wanted to do that my choice. Wait, you really said that? I just wanted to make her kind of feel dumb, like she made me feel That's dumb. That's super it's, not okay, though. I That's know, not right? okay. And, yeah, and then I replied back. I was like, okay, they didn't die, but you didn't meet me. So I didn't think that was fair. But I let her sit on that because I died email for like probably 20 minutes. You did? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but that's interesting, like, fan culture, like... They they expected like and I'm not trying to be mean but she thought you should have worked the room. I I know I don't work rooms. Like that's hard. It's actually really hard to do that. Like yeah, wah, 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 you know, work the room problems. But no, still, but it feels awkward. Like you don't know that they want to meet you. Abs- that's the thing. Most people don't. Most people don't care. They're like the guy on the radio. Who cares? Yeah. Hey, I'm Bobby. I'm Bobby Bones from the radio. Would you like to meet me and get a picture? <laughs> I would never do that. It's so awesome. Ever. Could you please do that? But I did. I sent her a nice note after I let that one sit for a minute. I did think it was fun. I did laugh because I'm <laughs> twisted. And uh, it's really mean. I know, I know. But it was me for her. Anyway, it's getting hot in this room too because it's like a my house is 100 degrees. But I sent her a note. I said, "Hey, listen, I'm really sorry that happened. But if you would say hi to me next time, I would love to say hi and talk and take pictures or whatever, whatever you want. Like I don't. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's sweet. Well, I mean, except for the whole email. Like, yeah. Hey, except you know, where you like lied about your died. cousin dying. But, I didn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't jinx anybody. They didn't really die. Um, that's it. Mike, is there anything that you've heard that you want to follow up on? No, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, if I would have guessed how old you were, I would have said 28. Oh, like, my. I would have never known you were 35. All my love forever. <laughs> I would have said, like, yeah, don't, you won't lie. 15. Yeah, you told, you'd be like, okay, 34. I would have guessed you were 34. <laughs> I, had, I, I didn't know how old you were. I had no idea. I yeah. probably would have put it at about 31. Yeah. Probably. Because I'm so wise. Yeah, you're like Gandalf <laughs> from... What's Game of, Game of Thrones? No, no, that's, no, no, that's Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, you're like Gandalf from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. I didn't bring my cane. $1.5 million to be in the Facebook guy's wedding just to stand there, and he turned it down. All they asked, because they did a, a, a theme, yeah. and they offered Ga- the guy that plays Gandalf... Uh, what, you know his name? Sir Ian name. McClellan or whatever. Yeah. $1.5 million just to stand in costume, and he said, no, he didn't want to do it. I know, right? Wow. Yeah. That is kind of like, wow. Yeah. You must have a lot of money if you can say no to a million dollars to stay Or you're somewhere. just old and don't care. Or, yeah. And, but he's probably both. He got I a lot mean, of money and yeah. he's old and don't care. Uh, Mike, is there, uh, what, what, where are we at on time? Almost at an hour. Okay. Uh, Kelly Bannon, thank you for uh, hanging today. Thank you. Uh, this Nashville Life, you can uh, look at pictures and words and you can listen to her <laughs> podcast and really, like, check out the album. If, if you want, h- however you check it out. If you stream it, download it, whatever. Because in reality, you're going to do whatever you're going to do anyway out there listening. This we is a Landlocked. And this is Cheap Sunglasses, which is the title track. I don't want to be your cheap sunglasses. Just a summer thing till it falls out of fashion. I feel like we've had a good honest talk. Do you? I, I've. Thank yeah. you. I do too. That was. I, I think really you kind of need to it. be a little more, um, more confident with yourself. God, you know what? You're the second person that told me that today. Yeah. I also probably wouldn't say that back to that comment. What? Um, you, you're the. You are the, no. Well, you know who tells me I need to be more confident because you know, no, I'm so awesome. No. Well, you know what? It's because it's the person that said it is like you're 
like I think of Nada as so similar to you in a lot of ways. Oh, Nada's nuts too. And she said that to me earlier. Yeah, Nada's a psychopath. Because we, like but me. we were having like serious talk, and I was like burying my soul, and she was like, "You need to be more confident." Nada will also cut you. <laughs> like, Nada's the closest thing to me. Like, no, I like think she, y'all are super yeah. similar, and that's why we when we fight, it's we can also wipe it away in like one second. Aww. it's like, and then it's like, all right, we're we're I mean, we're nuts. Uh, there's also a cool um, cover that Kelly did of Let It Go, uh, James Bay. So come on, let it go. It's from YouTube. Just let it be. Why don't you be you and I didn't know until I saw it again that you were wearing a Pimp and Joy hat in the video oh, Was I? Yeah. <laughs> you were wearing a Pimp and Joy hat in the video cool, shoot. good. All I right. like my Pimp and Joy hat. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, and, thank you. Um, hope everything goes awesome for you. Uh, let me throw it over to our announcer now who's standing by, ready to, uh, ready to get us out of here. All right, uh, announcer, back over to you. All right, thanks, Bobby. That's it for this week's... What episode are we on? Four? Four. Episode four of the Bobby Cast. From Bobby's house, our guest today has been Kelly Bannon. Ah! Your producer, as always, Mike D at Mike Destro, D-E-E-S-T-R-O on all of them. Hey, Kelly, what's your name on all your stuff? It's just at, Kelly. at Kelly Bannon. She spells it so funny, though. I know. My mom did that. At K-E-L-L-E-I-G-H-B-A-N-N-E-N. Oh, my Oh, my goodness. And then uh, I'm your host. He, he was your host, Bobby Bones. And thanks to our sponsor, No One Yet. All right. We'll see you next week on the Bobbycast. Goodbye, everyone.